0: Now back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC.
1: It's the Craig Collins Show on AM twelve thirty WJBC. My guest is Dr. Robert Murphy. He is an expert in infectious disease. He is executive director of the Institute of Global Health at Northwestern. Uh, Dr. Murphy, welcome to the show.
0: Uh, thank you for inviting me.
1: Yeah, and thank you for being here. Um, so obviously, with everything that's been uh, going on today, it seems that maybe the United States is is taking um, COVID-19 uh, far more seriously than it had up till today. So I guess my first question to you, do you think that the cancellations of a lot of events, the, the things going on uh, that you've seen a lot of today are an appropriate reaction to COVID-19?
0: For As far as the canceling of local events, I think it's a good idea. If you don't get ahead of this thing right at the beginning, you never can catch up. Yeah. Uh, as we saw with the Chinese, so I think it's a good idea.
1: um Have you seen a lot of what they're doing in South Korea specifically? I'm curious about that.
0: Well, the South Koreans uh, actually had a very coordinated uh, response, and it was really all tied to the massive amount of testing that uh, they are doing they're They're testing up to ten thousand people per day, yeah, and that way they can find out kind of where the infection is going. Because it's not spread equally throughout the country. It's in uh, very specific areas of the country. And so because they keep doing all this testing, they know where to put their resources.
1: So do you think that that's something we should be considering uh, trying to enhance here in the United States? Do you think the the amount of testing available? uh, Because I know that South Korea, the one thing they're not doing is they're not uh, coning off areas like uh, Italy has had to do, and they're not canceling big uh, public events, like we are now doing here in the United States, they are just as you said, kind of chasing the disease, uh, finding uh, the cases that a lot of us might be missing, and doing the best to to help anyone that's that's ill. Is that a better response to what we're doing, or how do you feel about just the overall approach well, it's, we've had it, here?
0: It, it's it's an it's a way to deal with it, and they found it to be very successful. If you look at the numbers coming out of South Korea for the last few days, and and we're watching this really almost on an hourly basis. Uh, they haven't increased very much. Yeah. So whatever they're doing appears to be working. Okay. And so I would say yes, it's a it's a good way to go. But you know, they're testing more people in a day than we've tested in the entire country since this thing began.
1: So then uh let's just let's try to break it down a little bit better. Uh COVID nineteen, uh, the coronavirus is what a lot of people call it, although that I think it's better to call it COVID nineteen because uh there's a lot of coronaviruses. Um what is it about right. this disease that makes it are this virus that makes it special, um, from your expert opinion?
0: It makes it special is because we've never seen this virus before, and that means that no one in the country has immunity to it. Once you have a influenza or some other or streptococcus or any other uh, disease, infectious disease, after you have it once, you typically don't get it a second time, or if you get it, you have some protection. So this is like a brand-new thing coming out there. So this is added on top of all the other stuff that happens to us during the winter time.
1: Are you surprised? All with, the other infections. Are you surprised with how how transmittable, how infectious it actually is as well? I'm not sure where it ranks as far as because I know I, I think we do this, and I don't know why we do this, doctor. Uh, but we compare it to whatever the the big last health scare was, uh, H1N1 or Ebola, or you know, and we see all those numbers comparatively. Are you surprised at how infectious this has been, um, or you know, just uh, how how it spread, even with it, when it seems like countries like China or us or Italy, whoever, are trying to stop it from spreading?
0: I'm not. I'm not surprised at all. There are many. Uh, there's actually not. There's many coronaviruses, and there's six that affect humans. So you've heard of SARS. You already mentioned it. Mm-hmm. MERS is another one, the Middle East Respiratory uh, Virus. Uh, but the other ones, uh, until this one that we have now. Uh, Have really just caused the common cold. So coronaviruses have been around. People have gotten them. They get a cold. They don't even get a fever. They get better on their own. uh, Nothing happens. So we have a lot of experience with coronavirus, and we know that coronavirus can spread around pretty easily. The only difference is is how sick people get. Got it. In this one, they get sick.
1: Are they getting? Because I know that maybe part of the reason why, even again, and I don't, I don't mean to keep doing this, but South Korea just seems like such an easy a place to compare numbers because they they are being more diligent than anywhere else in the world in testing and finding, you know, uh, I guess, more mild cases. Uh, Do we think that this is, you know, 3% or whatever it is, the mortality rates that are being bounced around out there? Or is it just our our lack of knowledge? Because at times when I've been looking at, and I'm not you, uh, but when I've been looking to, like, understand more about it, it seems like it's far less deadly than maybe we think it is based on what we see on the news.
0: Well, we don't really know how deadly it is. We do know one thing. It's more deadly than the flu. Yes. Uh, And the flu kills Mm 0.1% of the people that are infected. And so uh, what they're seeing in Korea, South Korea, is approximately 1% of the people that get infected that have disease uh, are dying from the, the disease. You look at Italy, you look at China... It's, up, uh, it's much higher than that. Uh, yeah. China is between 2 and 3%. Uh, Italy is even higher because what they, uh, what's happened is the older population, who's much more at risk for having complications, has gotten infected first.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so how likely are you to have the virus and have absolutely no symptoms at all?
0: Well, that's, a, that's another good question. Uh, the Chinese, uh, who have the most experience with this, are saying it's about 1%. Okay. But we're but we're not really sure if that's uh, really the number or not. But it's a, it's a low percentage of people that have no symptoms.
1: But there, I think I've even seen you uh, talk about this a little bit. There's uh, a vast majority of people who have very mild cases of this.
0: Right. They have. They get. Uh, I mean. Basically, they're having, like, uh, symptoms of a common cold.
1: Okay. Um, uh,
0: so, you know, I mean, it, uh, that's why anyone who gets sick now, uh, they should have a, a test for COVID-19.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, we shouldn't be, like, going in mass probably to get them just because we think we need them even without any, any ailments. But, but absolutely, it seems, and again, I don't know if it's right or wrong to compare it. It's nice to hear an expert, like you say, that South Korea seems to be doing well based on the numbers we're seeing from them. Because when you do, when you read about it, without the medical understanding, it, it just sounds like that is the best place handling this. And they're, they're handling it well because they're aware of who's actually sick. When we cancel, you know, the NCAA tournament or whatever winds up, and that's not actually canceled yet for anyone listening, but it, it could be. Uh, when we cancel all these things, I think what we might be creating is is fear that a lot of people currently have the illness and we're protecting You know, ourselves, when in, I think, reality what's happening is we don't know. So for that reason, we're being extra safe when other countries, some of them, when testing is widely available, can demonstrate who is actually ill and do a better job of protecting uh, people from the cases that actually exist. Am
0: I saying that well, Well, or am I still pretty confused? (laughs) No, you're saying that actually very well. Okay, cool. If we don't do what we're doing now— Relatively young people are going to get together. They will spread the virus between themselves. They won't get very ill, but they're going to infect everybody else who actually has a a reason to be concerned. Sure. People with underlying diseases, underlying heart disease, underlying uh, cancer, lung disease, or older people, they're the ones that are going to suffer. Mm Mm-hmm. They're going to clog up the hospitals, the hospitals are going to get full, the ICUs are going to get full, and all the ventilators in the country are going to get used if we don't get a grasp of this thing very soon.
1: Yeah, I saw that, too, that the biggest fear is the amount of available beds we have in our country uh, compared to the amount of people that could fall sick from this if it were to spread more. Well, Dr. Murphy, that's that's all the time I have. I thank you so much for joining the show. I'm thrilled to have you on. Uh, I know you've been a guest in some other stuff I've done in radio. So so I'm pleased to get a guy that's such an expert in this stuff. You are the executive director, the Institute of Global Health uh, out of Northwestern. You are an expert in infectious disease. Um, I how long one last question, if you don't mind, how long do you think this will go on? When do you think that uh, – um, I've heard a lot of you turning the corner. So when would that happen? We're,
0: we're looking at the modeling now, uh, and it looks like the Chinese and the South Koreans look like they're peaking. Yeah. So they've had it for about three months. Uh, so they're peaking three months. They'll probably take another three or four months to get down uh, to very low levels or no level. Sure. And we're two months behind them. Okay. So we're, we're, we're in the another six-months type ballpark uh, is our best guess at this particular time, but we don't really know the exact number.
1: Got it. Thank you again so much for joining us, Dr. Murphy. I look forward well. I I hope to talk to you about something more uplifting next time I have you on the radio.
0: Great. Thank you for inviting me.